Hello, and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, and I'll be your storyteller for the evening. As the battle rages on, the gang calls in the assistance of many of their allies to help them fight. But will it be enough as Zamisi and its shed cocoon continue to wreak havoc on the neighborhood? This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, Friendly Neighborhood Exalts, Episode 34, The Battle for Brooklyn, Part 4. Uh, the Bunga Boys are going to go with Tyler. Yeah. Likewise, if the likewise if the cast wants to at any point call the werewolves off to come help, the werewolves will go during one of Cass's during Cass's turn, not cool. during one of Cass's reflexive turns. I figured. And then same with Hodag. Yes, if you call it, whoever calls whoever speaks power word Hodag can get Hodag to come help. Since I have the Bunga Boys, I'm going. I'm, we're going to assume that that Marcy holds the power of, of Hodag. I've got the power. You guys just let me know. And then if Lenny's family can can airdrop in, he gets them. Yeah, um, I'm going to probably relegate most NPCs, um, unless of course they come in and do like a cool, like flip kick on something. I'm going to kind of relegate them to being uh, off to the side. Because uh, most of them don't actually have character sheets. No need to muddle combat any more than it already is. I will ask Brendan. Do you know? Is it okay for us players to know at what percentage of life that thing switch stages? Um. So what that I'm actually doing. Um. Is I am actually uh being a little bit weird, but I am uh combining stage two and three because I know that it is getting a little bit later than I thought it would be by now. There were three stages. <laughs> yeah, there were three stages. Well, we also ah. thought we were breaking this up over like two sessions too. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we brought through the first stage pretty okay though. Oh, you guys did. You guys only had to use one of your uh one of your get out of jail free cards. And just yeah. give me one second. I'm literally trying to bring up Jeff Hodag's stats. I had to use it cuz I'm a scrub. Hodag, Hodag, Hodag. Hodag. Hodag, Hodag. Great. I want to punch him. Look at this bitch boy. This massive, bald-headed creature with two massive horns and bone armor that goes all across it. It has a large blade slung across its back made out of bone much older than anything that you've ever seen. Its gauntlets look like that they would have been made long, long ago. It stares down at you all like it does at any other human creature. Impassively, like that you are but ants beneath it. We stand on the precipice of greatness. Gross. For the creature, not for what you said. Can't trust those baldies, clearly. We all know being bald is a sign of weakness. Top of initiative, Lenny. Hey, so first I'm going to pop an essence and a willpower to activate... uh, Excellence in melee, and then a essence to activate a uh, fivefold bulwark technique, which lets me roll 16d10 
and those are successes are automatically subtracted from any attacks against me for the rest of the scene. So that's nine. All right. And then looking up at Samisi pretty much standing between his feet like a uh, giant facing a titan, when he's going to throw his sword straight into the air and in the blink of the blink of an eye catch it when it's just in front of Samisi's face, face and swing at him. Oh, man. My man's doing the grand ether. It parries you with its sword effortlessly. That looks like barely to me. Oh, did I forget to mention that it also gets six auto successes from having potent six? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, you did forget that part. Yeah, that that was uh, conveniently forgotten. Staring down the uh, sparks as Oricalcum grinds against Bone Leonard's uh, determination gives, and he jumps back onto the rooftop of, I'm guessing, there's probably an apartment building nearby where he's laying safely. Oh, yeah. It's New York. There's apartment buildings everywhere. Yeah. This thing looks at you, not with concern, but with interest. And you can hear in your mind, Finally, a fighter worth my time. I don't need your compliments. And And that will be yours. I don't doubt it one day. But that's not today. All right. Next initiative is Zamisi. Question. Oh, wait. No, Cass hasn't activated that yet. Nope. Uh, question. So, uh, mostly for logistics. The When it used Dominate on us down below, is that counted as, and we're immune to it for X amount of time, does that count as the same thing as this? Like, this is... Yes, it does. Because it botched, you are immune to d- being dominated for 24 hours. Okay, I wanted to make sure that it technically counted as that creature that was down there that tried to dominate us. For a week. You said a week last time. Yeah, you said a week. I'm sorry, a week. Or 11 days. I can't remember which. It was more than a day, at least, though. I was just curious. Okay, cool. So I want to make sure they were the same thing, or counted as the same it's, thing. It's long enough that it uh it can't use part of its entire repertoire of attacks. That's fine. It was for the sake of me using my animal power or not. Okay, so Zamisi goes... Cody, it seems super interested in you, so it's going to come at you with the uh, with its sword, attacking you twice. So defending the first one, parrying the first one would be 22, and the second one would be 21, right? Correct. It gets a 15 on the first hit, because of its uh, auto successes. Gross. Well, then he puts his sword up to block, but uh, the bone strikes through. So that's... By three. Hey. It comes down on you for five for five damage. So I soak three. Okay, so you take two lethal. Cody, you want to try to do something about that? Nah, man, it just bruised me. Okay, that's your one freebie, but after that I'm gonna start doing something about it. Okay. It comes to swing around on the back on, on the back swing at you again, Cody. Now here's the question. Do we focus Zemisi or do we worry about the mass of flesh? My goal is gonna be to kinda of like tie up Zemisi. Now have the, the Bunga Boys tie up the, the massive flesh. Okay, because my, my thing is, like, it's one of those things that if you just kill the boss, the encounter ends. But it's kind of the same thing in this instance. Yeah, but you gotta manage the adds, too, though. Yeah. So as the sword comes in to strike at Leonard, Leonard raises his blade and stops the bone, the bone uh, sword from uh, getting any further. That same trick ain't gonna work twice. That wasn't. That was just a distraction. With celerity three, it comes in for its final attack on you. 
its other hand opening up as it comes in to grab grab at your small form as multiple tendrils come out with mouths on them. Oh, so would you say uh, we're getting into a clinch? Oh, no. I would not. Damn it. it they're, they're basically going in to bite you. Gotcha. Quick, Lenny, use the power of your blood. Ooh. No, that does hit. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, this thing comes in, and the tendrils come in to bite you. Hey, buddy. Do I have to activate my thing before you roll damage, or after? The get-out-of-jail-free card? Not quite. Apply anesthesia. You don't have it written up when I have to do that, but it does say it has to be either parry or dodge. Yeah, sure. I'm, 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 down, I'm down with that. I, I, I feel like that, that should be a reflexive thing, basically. Yeah, okay. So what do you have? 13, and you need to have how much? Uh, I would need to have 18, so I'd need to add 5 to it. That's 4. Hey, that gets it down to a manageable yeah, number. That's 5, isn't it? Oh, no, you're right, it is 4. thought I had another bonus. I guess I am wrong. Well, you technically don't have three dead eyes up right now, but once it's your turn again, you'll get that back up. Yeah, sure. So did you add the accuracy in? Oh, does that apply? It should. It's technically a weapon attack. Then then no. Okay, cool. I will take that as that you throw a random medical instrument at this thing right before that it uh it it smacks Cody. I like to think I just throw like a like a bone mallet, and it just smacks him on the palm, and he loses his grip for a second. <laughs> Lenny looks down in the direction of where the uh, bone mallet flew from. Thanks, bud. That was about to be a, uh, you really helped me out of a pinch. Liv is going to do the whole, like, two-finger salute thing and not say anything. Alright, so that is all of its turn. Okay. Uh, for the sake of not being at full power trying to go after Zamisi, I'm probably going to go after Massive Flesh to start out with until I can get everything up for it. So I'm going to activate my warrior and my uh, my fun uh, range charm. Sounds good. And is there any fire around here right now, or what all is around us? Uh, there's water, fire, uh some buildings are beginning to smolder. There's smoke. There's sunlight. There's sunlight, you say? Yes. You notice that this thing seems perfectly fine in the sunlight. Hmm. Interesting. How wonky am I allowed to get since this is a final boss fight? As wonky as you want. Is there a car I- nearby? Yes. If Yes. Cool. I'm basically going to be like, alright, well, and I touch the car. It takes it a moment but it slowly shifts to look like an arrow with a little car on the end for like the arrowhead. So I line it up with the bow and aim for the mass of flesh. I release it. And right as it's about to make impact, it just kind of explodes into the giant car and rams right into it. I'm going to definitely say that that is worth minimum uh, eight damage. I got a hit first. Seven. All right. Since this thing is so big, it is able to parry. Uh, it is able to parry like physical objects. Because it has tentacles. A Five. But since Zamisi is no longer attached to it, it does not get the bonus of potence. That means they'll get ten damage, right? Yes. Which means that it also doesn't get the bonus of, uh, of fortitude. And it also doesn't get the bonus of being able to flashcraft. Hey, two car damage. 
It's still really good at soaking, though. Apparently. The car just smashes into the uh, the mound of flesh and explodes. There will be f- there will be uh, damage for that later, at the end of the round, as it, it stays within the uh, within the fire. I think Light that's fair. All right. Next on initiative is I, I believe Cass. Uh, you all, uh, by the way, while this is all happening, you all can hear the howling of werewolves off in the distance as they, they begin chopping and destroying uh, the flesh that has decided to go looking for food. All right. Well, since uh, the car didn't seem to work, even though it was a nice little explosion, uh, is there a tree nearby? Um. If not, I'm yes, but I'm yes, but I'm not going to let you use the tree because you would have to actually pick up the tree to get it out. That's fair. Because the tree is actually attached to the ground. That's fair. Then I'm just going to use fire. All right. And we're gonna add some more fire on top of the fire. See, Evan. Hey, dog. I heard you like fire, so we added fire to your car's fire. I mean, yeah. Let's let's add more fire to the fire. It was a firebird. I mean, I'm sure at some point one of the arrows I've shot has looked like a phoenix. This thing does not have a uh, a dodge roll, so go ahead. Are we still doing fire as uh, four points or four yeah. things? Okay. Jeez, great time for the dice roller to just be like, screw yourself. However, since this thing does not have uh, the bonuses of fortitude anymore, fire now can't be soaked. Ooh. Well, I found my fun toy for for now, guys. I just said fire can't be soaked, you say. Not, and not I, by the big thing of flesh. And I said, Cass, take the big thing. I've got the bigger thing. Works for me. And that would be my uh, my turn and my uh, my second turn. All right, next up is Liv and the Bunga Boys. All right, I'm going to get spicy. I'm spending a total of five essence... To activate two different charms. Because it's two charms per turn, right? No, it's two essence per turn. Well, one of them costs three. So I guess I have to have essence three to do that, huh? Uh, well, now in that case, then you would just kind of channel the essence and then on your next turn it would activate. Yeah. Gross. All right, well, give me one second to look through what it does then. Yeah, it gets awkward when you get essence, like, expenditure. That's more than what you actually can do, technically. Kind of lame. It's like charging your lays. Alright, I'm gonna spend two essence to use the upgraded version of Spirit Hardened Frame. Uh, so now I add my strength score to my soak, making my soak eight. And I lower the difficulty of soak rolls for me by one. So I soak on fives now. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, I'm gonna have the Bunga Boys go first to start slicing up the, the flesh monster thing. How do I roll for them? Okay, so here's the question. Are you going to have them do their special where they can swarm? Or are you going to have them do uh, actual attacks? Well, them swarming, I don't, they don't really lose anything from doing that, right? They lose the ability to get threshold successes. Which, but, it's very unlikely that they would get. Then yeah, I'll just have all of them do the swarm then. Okay. You said there's 15 of them, right? Yes, sir. You said you're having all of them attack. I reckon. As the Cowabunga boys leap from the shadows and strike Tianjut and Ninja Turtle stances, but awkward and shitty. Are they attacking the mass of flesh, or... They're going to be attacking the flesh, and I'm going to do a a nifty thing up top after they go. 
Okay. You guys said there were 16 groups of four, not 15. Well, there's 60 of them, so 60 divided by It'd four would be 15. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe I was thinking 60 and not 16. So how do I roll that, Brendan? Okay, so... And I'm going to need you to put in that damage thing for this. You got it, bud. Okay, so you're going to do exclamation point damage, 120 d10. Jesus. 63. That's not right. No, that's that not is not right. Did it do that's it? For oh, it's damage. That's not for attacking. Oh, it did it then. Okay. Soaks two of it. Take yeah. 61 damage. Dang. And while they're doing that. Uh, Livin's gonna activate his his things. Oh, his uh, his uh, anima is officially flaring now, as that as the the cold, discolored, unbleeding heart that is his anima is now uh, very clear. He's gonna like actually run for one of the few times that you've seen him, and uh, do a Nido, gonna like jump up on one of the Donatello Ninja Turtles. He's gonna like shove him up with the staff. He's gonna jump up there and try to kick the. Uh, Kick the Samisi right in the face. As you do this, as these turtles swarm the uh, the mass of flesh, you can hear a cacophony of Cowabunga! I love being a turtle! Cowabunga! I love pizza! Radicals! <laughs> Dude! That's crumpet! Not You gotta understand what, what a crumpet is to be able to play cricket! Splinter! Chill, yeah, time, dude. Single time that you touch them, they they repeat a line from the popular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise from the nineties. It's turtle time. And I guess I'll hop up there. And I said I'm gonna kick him, but I'm gonna try to like stab him with the scalpel. You're stabbing actual Zamisi, or are you stabbing the flesh? Actual Zamisi. Okay. Also, I've been forgetting to add Yeti arm bonus strength. Please do that. Yeah. I count seven. As do I. Actual factual Zamisi is going to take his hand that he tried to uh, smack Lenny with and try and bat you away. It does not bat you away. You got four threshold successes. Excellent. So with the scalpel, I believe it should be your uh, two plus uh, your strength, which already had a plus two on it. Yes. So that should be nine. And then plus your threshold successes. Oh, man, I forgot. I was supposed to be subtracting nine from every one of those hits that he threw at me. Man, I'm oh, sure happy that I ones can. don't... I'm sure happy that ones don't take away from damage. So that's six damage. Yeah. It's going to take the opportunity not to soak. I don't like that. Neither do I. It takes I, don't damage. I don't like the sound of that. Tyler, if you could please give me a very quick uh, perception and alertness roll. Oh, no. I'm awful at this. I say that as I get three successes. Hey, great. As that your scalpel drags into the uh into the thing's uh into the thing's flesh, you can see that its blood is caustic and is spraying out in your direction. Please make me a uh Dex and Athletics roll to dodge. You only need one success. You're not building to Dex though. Hey. <laughs> hey. There you go. Uh, you basically kick in in a sudden display of athleticism. You kick off of this thing's uh, giant arm, 
and you see that the blood drips down onto the ground below and is eating away at the pavement as acid blood has now been brought to the table. Can I, uh, I know I'm, I hopped up there in midair. Can I land on the thing's shoulders just to not fall back down? Yeah, sure. I'm going to land on his shoulders and squat there and be like, that's, that's kind of gross. You see an eye open up on its neck to stare at you. Remember, flesh crafter, be careful. And I definitely thought you were going to land next to Lenny with a crisp high five, but that was a way better landing. I'm just standing right across from you. I give you, like, a head nod. So. Many things can be achieved on the shoulders of giants. All right. Next, I believe, is uh, Cass. So, I have a question. Yes. Since Liv and the Bunga Boys are going on the same round, are they considered one thing or are they two separate things just taken? They are considered one thing. I just wanted to make sure. What was once many wax figures. So watching the team, the the turtles do that swarm and do this huge chunk of damage to the mass of flesh. I'm just kind of like, okay, um, well, uh, more fire. (laughs) Just keep throwing fire. Don't melt the wax sculptures. I'm gonna try and be careful, but you're having them swarm around a exploded vehicle, and where I'm very distinctly throwing fire. I can only be so careful. The wax on them might be melted, but the animatronics should be okay. No, yeah, the anim- yeah, it just oh, it, it's even totally more won't be frightening. All- it's like a Five Nights at uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Freddy's. Ten. So uh, ten plus four, so fourteen damage, and it can't soak. Only six. All right, this thing is not looking great. I will let you know that right now. However, uh, due to the fire around, those turtles are beginning to look kind of melted and horrifying. Hey, Liv, get your turtles out of the way. And do what with them? No. Tax them easy. I think you know better than that. Alright, making decisions here. Right. Uh, I actually don't think I could get them up there. It's now Marcy's turn, or as Christina has put down here, Mark and Hodag. Oh, I deleted the eye because it got fucked up. Alrighty. Oh, there we go. Not Mark. Mark Mark is just my, uh, my evil twin brother that you guys never met. Come on, beat the mass of flesh before it even gets a chance to attack. I mean, that's what I was gonna try to do. That mass of flesh wasn't ready for the shell shock. Ah. I want you guys to think about it, though. It did, like, 60 damage to it. It's fucked up, but it's still not dead. This is the baby compared to Zemisi, so think how much damage we have to do to Zemisi. Well... At least after we do that, we can refocus on to the next thing. So, for the sake of trying to keep some of these turtles up, I'm going to just use my regular elemental bullets, and I choose the element of fire. Okay. And because I do have a charm that makes all my damage aggravated, I will deal at least one damage that is unsoakable. A hold ass damage. Are you going to activate any charms to get your uh, your stuff back for extra uh, dice and everything? Yes. Yeah, got got to remember to do those charms. That's like the uh, bread and butter of this. I would definitely recommend if you have the thing that uh, doubles or adds in your uh, your firearms if you spend like an essence and a willpower. That would be the way to go. That's the one on the single target. Unless I spend the essence and willpower. I get it made on all effects during all attacks during a round. 
Uh, no, I thought you had the excellency that let you uh, do that for firearms. Did we not have you pick that up? I do have that excellency. That one is of blazing sun. Yeah, so if you spend an essence and willpower on that, you actually double your decks and firearms in dice. Excellent. Yes. And that counts on any firearm roll. And don't forget to add your accuracy in from the weapon. Yep. Or if you if you do essence and willpower, it'll uh, double your dice pool instead of just adding three. Man, I wish mine doubled my dice pool. Alright, so my normal dice pool is five, six, seven, eight, plus four with my accuracy. So it would actually only be, so it only doubles your attribute and ability, not your accuracy. Alright, so you're dealing uh, 20 damage to it. Roll it. And this is also fire damage. Elemental bullets, I chose fire. Right. That's not bad. There you go. I said I get two attacks, so I'm going to do it again. Okay, Wait. cool. Brit. Huh. Did you double your attack successes because you only attacked one guy and that was your first action of the round? Uh, no, I did not. You should probably do that, because that doesn't cost essence if it's your first attack. So then I'd have to add... Another 12 damage, I believe. To the damage? Yeah. Alright, second attack, and it'd be all the same stuff, correct? Minus that double for the one I just did. Correct. So, 15 damage. For another nine, damn. Okay, yeah, you let you let out two more bullets. I assume that you need to uh, reload soon. I do actually. Those are my last two bullets, so I can spend one essence to reload for a free action. It's from the uh, the weapon, right? Okay, so it takes that much more damage. It, that thing is not looking good. I will let you all know that. Uh, should I just go ahead and roll then? Yeah, that sounds good. Is this against the mass of flesh? Yeah, I'm focus firing on that until that one's done with. And I'm just going to keep just scooping up fire and just hucking it through my bow and trying to avoid the turtles as best I can and just keep compounding the fire on it since that's going to be effective. I'm going to let you know that uh, avoiding the turtles is not a thing. I can <laughs> there, still there are too try. many of them. I can still try. Wow, only five. Next up is the mass of flesh. Damn it. I wanted to make it so it couldn't go. So this thing is going to uh, do two things on its turn. First, it's going to roil the mass of flesh on it and try to eject the turtles from it. Not the turtles. The flesh is attempting to cow the bunga. Tyler, if you could please roll 5d10 for their defense. Damn. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bunga will not be cowed. It absolutely bodied. Ugh. The animatronics somehow managed to cling on. They are here for pizza and destruction. <laughs> and they will not be silenced. And then, for its second attack, a tentacle is going to... A massive tendril is going to come out and grab a nearby building and try to topple it on top of Cass and Marcy. I'm also going to try and dodge. Great. I love it. 14 successes. Can you dodge? Probably not, but let's find out. Oh, no. Oh, no.
As things are looking grim for Cassandra Roller, we return back in time to a quieter time in Marcy's apartment where she is speaking with Francesca to a quieter but no less important moment in her life. Yes, well, uh, considering future notes, uh, so uh, I actually wanted to ask you a, a more personal question, which is more why I invited you here instead of just talking with the rest of your friends as well. Oh, this isn't this isn't business? And she's just going to sip her tea. It, it's always business with me, but this is more personal business. She kind of just sits there and crosses her legs and kind of like looks at you in that kind of the best way that I can describe it is like her hand comes up to uh, her, her, uh, her mouth and she kind of almost looks like that. She is a wolf eyeing up her prey. Mm -hmm. Well, you see with, with my uh, interactions with you and my uh, hosting to keep an eye on Marcy, um, I've been promoted to head recruiter for this local district. And I was wondering once all this clears up, Maybe you would want to come and work in the office with me. You seem very good at paperwork. It's just a sense that I get. So you want me to come and work for your group who tried to essentially take us captive? Uh, yes, yes. I would say that that is an accurate assessment. We were, It was a bad choice on my part, but I'm doing my best to become more amenable to the needs of potential recruits. So what do you say? Okay. Hmm. How about this? Why don't we gamble for it? <laughs> Alright, then. Same game as before. 2d6. We'll keep it super simple. The best of three rounds. Alright, then. She pulls out a pair of dice from her uh, from her sleeves. Uh, Cass pulls out her lucky coin. Was it a pair of dice lost? Uh, technically, they were lost. Oh! Damn you. Cass is a podcast! You beat me to it. The Roll credits. <laughs> the, the shameless self-plug. Gotta be quicker oh, they, than that, old man. They said the title. Damn you, youngin. Gonna, yeah, when when this episode airs, I'm gonna just replace our entire. Uh, I'm gonna just replace our our fucking logo with the Leonardo DiCaprio meme of him just pointing, and it's like, oh, they said it. But yeah, Cass is gonna pull out her lucky coin and hold it. Heads or tails? I should take heads. It is tails. All right, Zen, you go first. Actually, uh, I get to choose, so you can go first. All right, out. Oh, two and a six. How fortuitous. Weird! I also got a two and a six. Oh, that is weird. I wasn't trying to make that happen. What? Ooh, five and a four? Nice! Oh, three and a four. That's so unfortunate for me. Cass is just gonna, like, flick her hands real quick and rewind so to the beginning of that roll again. Five and a four, however... No, beginning of, like, her roll. The, to the beginning of this particular round, I guess I should say. Right, so it actually doesn't... It changes your actions, not the other person's actions. I'll re-roll it. Yes, like, no matter what, she was always going to roll a five and a four. But she, when she says it, she goes, Oh, five and a four, wait. Hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate for me. Oh, well. 
You're up by one. She scratches at her chin idly, thinking and feeling like that she's had this moment before. You're around. Mm, two and a three. Not so lucky for me. Looks in a one for me, so we're tied. So then this will decide it? You said best two of three, right? This one will decide it. Mm, four and three, average seven. Unfortunate. Huh, a three and a three. And, uh, I can do it again, right? Yes, you, you can do it, uh, yeah, you can do it one more time. Okay, so she's gonna kind of rewind it one more time. When you go to, uh, roll the dice this second time, uh, she does grab your hand, but they still roll. Oh, oh no. Really my hand can't really roll that well when you do that. Yes, Vel, I did notice that you're causing little bits of reality deviancy. I'll take, I'll let you roll again, but please cease, uh, mucking about in the time stream. I'm gonna make sure you're staying sharp, head director. Ooh. She releases your hand, and then you beat her with an eight. Oh, it's like, I win. So, I'll consider your proposal. Well then, I appreciate it. We look forward to your answer. I think once all this matter is tended to, it, it'll be an interesting conversation. And with that, you can pro- you probably like exchange a little bit more pleasantries with her. Um, she is now uh, no longer considered your rival as that you two have kind of, I guess, come to a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, Cass gets a little bit more comfortable. Uh, still, you know, her normal observant self, just kind of keeping an eye on, on like what Francesca says, but is a little bit more relaxed. Hey, Brendan. I have a, I have a, a question. Because <laughs> I might actually get to use this ability now. Do you, do you want to use the thing that I told you not to tell people about until this came up? Yep. Uh, and I've got a good thematic for it, if you'll let me. Yeah, I just want to see what that uh, what Brit rolls. Okay. What was it to dodge again? Dex and athletics. Will that thing save both of you, Christina? No. Unless Brennan lets me try and do something wonky with it. Before you roll damage, Brennan, can I hail Mary to take it for Marcy if she... Uh doesn't dodge. I'm gonna say that that might not be in your best interest, because Zemisi will basically get an attack of opportunity on you. Hey, Brendan, can I do my thing, and in doing my thing, basically grab Marcy and, like, try and yank her out of the way of it? Yeah, you know what? I'm cool with it. Uh, Go ahead and describe what happens, and please describe what this move is called for the group. Okay, so, um... As this building is coming down, it gets very close to Cass. You see her armor shimmer in the reflective rainbow. She base and an image. She takes on the facade of the vampire that Marcy has seen before. And as she does that, uh, Cass basically pushes the form out of her, and then dives, grabs Marcy, and tumbles out of the way as the building falls on top of one of her uh, LARP characters. And that is RP before safety. Amazing. 
so good. But basically what that does is if you find yourself in a situation where you will surely die, you may expend a dynamic LARPing identity to take the killing blow for you. And Brendan wanted me to keep that secret. Perfect. All right. Uh, so that was the uh, the massive flesh's turn. I believe that now it's Cass's turn, who has uh, come out of a burning, who has come out of a fallen building, just sh- shooting, I guess. Yeah. So she she grabs Marcy, tumbles with her, and then kind of like rolls out of it, puts her bow up, and grabs some of the like remnants of fire nearby, and is just like "fuck you" and just shoots through it. Oof. Clearly, she's still still shaken. Two. It can't soak fire, so it takes the two damage. Now it's Wom's turn. What was once mini Sasquatch is going to charge the mass of flesh and just clobber him right in the eyeball. Never mind. I see three. I see one. Oh, you're right. Same. Well, that's actually, it. is grappling a thing? Can he just like try to like grapple the mass of flesh? Sure. We'll let it happen. Not sure what I roll for that, other than him. Uh, just- it would be, be basically an attack. Okay. Which is what you just did. Um, but since you're not doing any damage, it's uh, harder for it to parry, which means that this thing has to make a contest. Like, basically, they both have to make contested strength rolls uh, okay. since you succeeded, and it doesn't have a dodge. Okay. So what do I roll now? Um, you would be rolling another 8d10. Man, fuck me, I guess. As you go to grapple it, the thing kind of uh, expands and then contracts, making it harder for it uh, Wams to keep a uh, hold on it. But in doing so, you seem to that Wams seems to now have this thing's attention. Okay. Uh, next up, I believe it is top of the round. My hey. turn again. Oh, I'm sorry. Five, four. All right, this thing is looking real fucked up. It's barely holding it together. So, we are coming back in at the beginning of the round before Cody gets to go. Because I, because he is at the top of initiative, there is a roll that I have to make. No. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Congratulations. This thing, during the first round, did not find a snack to to heal itself with. No snacks. Off in the distance, as the, the fleshy bits and the little buds and funguses that were that were uh, Zamithi. Uh, the werewolves you all had uh, had convinced to help you have been out on the fringes of the battlefield uh, stopping those fleshy buds from finding any purchase in living matter and uh, making sure that they don't uh, basically uh, drain something and then go to heal the boss monster. Uh, because you have these seasoned warriors on basically playing uh, defense, they're taking absolutely no damage. Focusing back in on the important part, the actual battle at hand, we swing back over to Leonard. Alright, so first things first, I'm going to finish going Super Saiyan and uh, spend my next two essence on activating Peony Blossom Technique and ready in eight directions. That way, this time when this motherfucker hits me, he's going to have an issue. Uh, how much essence does that put you down? That puts me down four because we reset at sunrise. Right. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got eight left and two willpower. Oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Cody, All right. it is your turn. 
Did our willpower reset at sun- sunrise too? No, your willpower does not reset. Okay, that's what I thought. You need yeah. a good night's sleep to re- to regain one point of willpower, or for the GM to basically tell you, hey, you get a point of willpower. Yeah. Next, uh, I'm standing on a rooftop, looking this motherfucker down while lives on his shoulder. I'm going to spend one of my weapons essences and throw the sword to live. Hey, bud, catch this. Um, and as it flies just before uh, Liv catches it, uh, Lenny's going to teleport back to the hilt of his sword and jab it down into this uh, Samisi's collarbone. We have one on the page of me being unable to catch that. Yeah, man. That's a two-ton fucking sword. Yeah, bud. Alright, so that's 13 successes on the attack. The Zemisi is going to, as you go to strike at it, it, right in its collarbone, it is going to basically force a bit of its flesh from somewhere on its body to come out in a massive tentacle to try and bat you away. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's so many. It almost gets you. Uh, so you're going to be doing the sword's damage plus your strength uh, plus three. Yeah. Sixteen. All right. And then this thing is going to try and soak. All right. It manages to soak uh, six dam- or ten damage, so uh, it takes six. I'm going to just look at Liv. Well, here we are, bud. Standing on the shoulders of giants. Here we are. And that's my turn. Next up is, well, actually, no, it's Cass. It's always Cass. <laughs> it's always Cass. It's a Daryl time you want any bullshit. That's all I'm going to say. Um, okay, so question. We have taken out the mass of flesh at this point, right? No, that thing is going, but it's not gone yet. Okay, so it's still it's still alive. It's quote-unquote dying and just trying to topple us with a building. It just tried to topple you with a building. It's basically in the last, uh, like, it is, it's not dead yet. It's basically been, like, super bloodied. Someone can take it out soon, but it's still got a bit of health. No, no, we're just gonna watch for heat and throw some fire at this thing. Because I'm just done with this bullshit. Okay, so with five successes, you're going to, uh... It was uh, damage plus... I think that we said damage was four on the fire, or did we say it was higher? Yes. Uh, it was four, so it should be 90, 10, I would assume. Since yep. I can't dodge. Yep, exactly. Only three. Okay, this thing's going to try to soak. And it does manage to soak the damage. All right. Next up in the fight is going to be the big bad boss itself. This thing is going to start off by doing a couple different things. Hit me, mother sucker. The first thing that it is going to do is it is going to use its auspex of 10 to, to do a psychic assault on everyone in the area. I shouldn't have told him I only had two willpower. If you have any charms or anything that get, that makes you immune to mind-altering effects, uh, those would count, or anything that makes you immune to telepathy of any kind, that would count. But basically, this thing is trying to reach into your brain and uh, pull out your worst fear. I don't think I have anything. If you all could roll me your willpower, the you have to beat uh, three successes. On two dice. I got this. Time for two tens. 
Cody, that that's not how willpower works, bud. Oh. Um, what what is your actual willpower score? Oh, so I roll my full willpower score? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that decreased every time you use the willpower. I was like, damn, I'm fucked. Oh, bud. You use the does, whole score. Does okay. As, does this count as mind control at all? Uh, yes, it would, kind of. Hey, Brandon. I botched. I have one that will stop my body and spirit from being transformed, infected, tainted, transported, or controlled. I can use that one reflexively. My other one keeps me from having my thoughts read or being subjected to magical mind control of any sorts. Yeah, it would be uh, body and spirit since it's uh, linked, since it's basically like a psychic attack. This thing's trying to attack your soul, more or less. So that means that I am. I deflect the magic and I'm protected from it for any repeated attempts for the rest of the scene. Okay, sounds good. Oh boy. So, um, give me just a second. Um, because I just saw that everyone else besides basically Christina did not beat three successes. One of us even botched it. If the difficulty was six, then I did not botch or fail. Right, but you did have to beat three successes. Yeah, I'm kind of regretting not taking the charm up that helped with the the mind control and mind stuff. Well, I have a thing that I can use on everybody nearby that helped with mind control, but this isn't mind control. Okay. For those of you who... Uh, failed the uh failed uh but did not botch you guys are now considered to be at a minus two penalty to your dice um until that you can shake the fear with a cumulative at least uh three successes uh over the next couple rounds uh for willpower this thing is basically giving off a gigantic like fear aura so does that mean we have to roll for willpower before our each of our turns. Uh, yes, on your turn, uh, make a would it would basically be making a willpower roll. You can still act and still take the willpower roll, but if you don't uh, get up to a total of three successes over time, you still have that minus two. Gotcha. For those of you who botched, which is basically Cody, uh, Cody, you are currently at a. Uh, minus four dice penalty, and you cannot make a move except to defend yourself until that you uh, come out of this. Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a like or subscribe on your podcast app of choice? And hey, while you're there, give us a comment about your favorite moment from this episode, or even send a review our way. We always appreciate the feedback. Speaking of feedback, if you'd like to contact us, you can do that in a few ways. We are A Pair of Dice Lost on Twitter, A Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting on Facebook, and if you're old-fashioned and wanted to send an email, you could send that to apairofdicelost at gmail.com. The theme song for this campaign is Epic Blockbuster 2 by Raphael Crux. Other music in this episode was provided by Komiku, Raphael Crux, Art of Escapism, Alexander Nakarada, and X-Taker UX. And finally, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice. <laughs>